Hello everyone, welcome to the Lisa Burke Show. It's as always wonderful to have you with us. Uh, you're listening to us perhaps on RTL Today Radio. You might be watching us on RTL Play. You might be finding us through podcasts on Apple or Spotify. If you do, please rate, review, subscribe. Really, really helps. But whichever way you're listening, we have a packed show. And this one this week is Luxembourg based. It's very, very important. It's all things elections what we can vote in and why we should vote. So let me introduce you to my guest this week. Uh, we're very grateful and honoured to have Minister Colin Khan, who is Minister for Family Affairs and Integration and Minister for the Greater Region. We also have Serge Willems, who is the first alderman at Ville de Luxembourg. And we have Michel Schilt, who is Deputy Director of the Zentrum für Politische Bildung. I hope I've pronounced Perfect. that relatively OK, which in English is the Centre for Citizenship Education. So well Welcome to you all. Hello. Hello. It's really great to have a packed house on this very important topic. And just to give to our listeners who may not know much about you, they probably know rather a lot about you, Minister Khan, but for those who don't, you were elected to Parliament firstly in 2013 and served as Government Minister for Family Affairs and Integration and Minister for the Greater Region in the coalition between the Democratic Party, of which you're a member, uh, the Luxembourg Socialist Workers' Party, otherwise known as ELSEP, and the Green Party. Now, in the 2018 elections, you retained your position in the same ministries for the same coalition government. You're also chairwoman of the DP party. And prior to politics, you were a journalist. So welcome home. Indeed, you worked with RTL, Elder Radio, uh, and I love this one, the Radio Regionale Nice Côte d'Azur. That was great. That sounds like a very <laughs> nice job. It was. Yes. <laughs> uh, Radio France Internationale, Agent France Presse, and uh, from 95 to 2001, you worked for Radio Lutzenbouche, uh, initially as a correspondent in France for current political, economic, legal and sports affairs, basically everything, and then as a political, economic and legal presenter and reporter in Luxembourg. You've worked as a freelance journalist for RTL Radio and Television Luxembourg from 2001 to 2004. You've managed your family's shoe shop in Luxembourg City, and during that time you chaired the Commercial Union of Luxembourg City and then of course elected to the Chamber of Commerce and finally now elected to Parliament. So very, very honoured to have you here with your very great history in other professions, which I always think gives ballast to a politician. Serge, now you became a leader of the youth movement of the Christian Social Party from 2008 to 2014 and took part in the 2009 parliamentary elections as the youngest candidate of CSV or CSV as other people say it. A couple of years later, you were elected to Parliament as the youngest member of Parliament at the time. Who's beaten your record? Ah, I can I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. We, you can find that out and let me know later. You were re-elected in the 2013-2018 general elections. And of those 12 years, two of them, you were in the majority government and 10 in the opposition. In 2017, after 12 years in opposition, you led the CSB back to the Alderman Council of the City of Luxembourg as the top candidate. And since then, you are and remain first Alderman in Ville de Luxembourg, responsible for urban development, public space, the city's parks and playgrounds and local businesses. And Michel, Michel Schilt is the Deputy Director of the Zentrum für Politische Bildung, the Centre for Citizenship Education. You're giving me a good education here in uh, Luxembourg. <laughs> 
Irish. <laughs> and a former history teacher, you were intrinsic to the process of putting citizenship education on the map in Luxembourg 10 years ago. Now, the Centre for Citizenship Education is an independent foundation created in 2016, and the aim is to promote citizenship through a better understanding of democracy and current societal challenges. You encourage children and young people in particular, as well as the general population, to participate in political life and debates. So a really great mix of, of people here today. Now, Minister, of course, I'm going to start with you. Why are we all here? What is all of this about? What do you want us to vote in? Uh, actually, I want uh, people to register to vote. So if you live in Luxembourg, uh, uh, it doesn't matter how long you have been here now. But uh, if you live here, you live in a commune and you are concerned about everyday's life in your commune, about school, about uh, transports, about bicycle, about playgrounds uh, like uh, Serge, for example. And so you're concerned about this because you live where you live. And so you should also decide how the place you live at should uh, evolve, uh, how it should uh, look like in the future. And so it's really, really important to register to vote because a democracy can only happen if everybody participates. So everybody, even if you are not Luxembourgish, you don't have the Luxembourgish nationality, you can register until April 17th. But the best thing would be to do it today. <laughs> and you can uh, do it, uh, you can go to your commune and just uh, uh, register or you go, you, you don't want to go to the commune, then you go on myguichet.lu and there you can register. It's really, really easy and it's really important because then you're interested in everything that concerns your life, your neighbor's life, your ki children's uh, life. And, and yeah, you get involved, uh, you talk to people, you see what people want what. And I think it's really, really, really important. So we are here today to tell people if it's not done, if you don't have it done yet, please register and go f uh, to vote on June 11th, please. Now, we're talking about the municipal elections here. But of course, this year has uh, two elections, it's got the municipal and the national elections. We are talking to a mostly international audience on this radio show or RTL Play if you're watching us. Um, and a lot of us come from other countries where voting in the municipal communal uh, council elections, as we might call it in other places, it's never been a part of our lives before. We've never really registered it. Obviously, everybody understands the, the importance of a national election. But why, Serge, I might turn to you for this. Why is it important, particularly for Ville de Luxembourg, to vote in the municipal elections? Well, I think the minister already uh, got the right uh, message. It's uh, because here for the city, um, I just can't talk about the city. Um, what's a city? A city, it's a place where many of us live and live together. So we're always these two notions of li life and living together. And it should be the best possible and all of the people then should also participate in that life and living together as a community, as one community. But the fact is that we are many communities. Just take the city, the capital. Uh, we have now currently 133,000 people living in Luxembourg City. And out of these people, 72% uh, are non-Luxembourgers. So potentially non-Luxembourgish voters in the city of Luxembourg are right now 81,000 people and just uh, 32,000 Luxembourgish people. So these people, Luxembourgish people, they have to vote because voting is mandatory in Luxembourg as it is in Belgium, in Bulgaria, in Greece and Cyprus. But uh, that's why we are registered automatically but all the other people are not automatically registered. So for all our international um, fellow citizens, uh, that's the whole point. They have to register. They have to do this move to register. And it's so important because otherwise 72% uh, of the people will not participate in what's going on in our city. But these are people that are living with us 
in our current life. We are living together and we should then also decide together what's the future of our city, how it looks, how it should look like uh, in the in the future. Well, you've mentioned a few really important points there. You've mentioned that uh, three quarters, effectively, of yeah. the city of Luxembourg yeah. are international. Uh, And of those, do you know how many have registered to vote? Until now, 6,100 people. So, uh, not many. <laughs> no, so potentially we still have 74,000 people, 74,000 people who could register. That's why it's so important. Well, not all just of us could register, should, should and register. must register. Yeah, and that's the same, I think, the government and also the municipalities. We all want these people to register. No one is not wanting them to register. We want them to register. Well, why don't you flip it then? If Luxembourgish nationals are automatically registered, you know everybody who's living in Luxembourg, there is a, a, a census of this. Why don't you flip it so that it is mandatory and something happens if we don't vote? Uh, that's a very, very good question, if I uh, may say, um, but it's uh, complicated because, uh, as Serge uh, already told you, uh, we have to vote. So we don't have to choice. Uh, we we have to, to vote and it's difficult to tell somebody that he has to. But still, uh, one of the most important thing when I talk to, to people who are not Luxembourgish, uh, why do they hesitate To, to register, they hesitate because they think, oh, but if finally I don't go, what happens to me? So I can tell you, nobody has been put into prison. If, even if we have a new prison now in Luxembourg, it's not going to happen. So nothing is going to happen to you. Please register. You can also uh, vote before uh, mail uh, voting, etc. So there are plenty of possibilities. But you are right. Actually, people could be registered right away. And what we want is also all the municipalities to tell them when somebody arrives, a new arrival in, in the in the, in the the city or in your commune, then tell them when they make the inscription and say, I live uh, 32 Avenue du Bois, tell them, um, okay, uh, welcome to the city. Here is what we have uh, for you, uh, program, sports, culture, etc. And do you want to register right away for the next elections? And the, pe the person would say, no, because I don't know anything about this city yet. But it's the same when you come from Vils and you move to Differdange, you know? So, mm -hmm. uh, of course, and once you register, you are interested in it. And everybody should be concerned about what happens. And maybe you don't know it today, but uh, that doesn't mean that you cannot listen to RTL today or read newspapers or whatever and, and uh, get the information you need to make a choice uh, on June 11th. Well, I'll tell you another reason why I think, uh, you know, just in general, people might not think about voting in the municipal elections. They can understand very clearly why national elections are important and have a big say in the country's movement. But a lot of people might come from countries where they feel the national politics descends downwards and influences everything at a municipal election. So please tell me, Serge, what can municipalities do that is outside the realm of national politics? Well, a lot of things, uh, because we are in charge of a lot of things. Uh, just take um, your neighborhood, how it's going to develop, if there are enough uh, local businesses, enough uh, green spaces, enough playgrounds, if uh, there is a good uh, garbage uh, service. So everything this really touching everyday life, it's really the competence, it's, in, it's the commune that is in charge of it. Uh, and we decide even housing, even affordable housing is also one of uh, competence of the of the municipality. So that's the municipality and it's not a national... It's it's not that these are not necessarily, no, it's not it's not the, it's not the national competence to to um, create new green spaces in the city or in your commune. Uh, I'm talking about the city because I'm in charge of the city, but uh, also in other communes, it's not the state which is going to 
build a new playground. This is really, and also new schools. Schools, okay, secondary schools, it's the state, but primary schools, it's commune. So that's what it's all about. But just let me, one thing to just um, make it clear that EU law is not making us possible to register automatically all non-Luxembourgers because no because no because in Luxembourg voting is mandatory EU law states that just in the countries where it's not mandatory you can register people automatically also non-national people huh? and that's why the reason why we cannot register them automatically because we wanted it the will is there it's not a lack of will but it's EU law that's not making it possible to register automatically everybody who arrives in Luxembourg and who is non-Luxemburger well I think that's a very important message to get across to all of our listeners and viewers because many of us would come from a country perhaps where the municipal uh, laws what they can do is all fed down from government may, if i may say it's actually a compliment for serge and uh, and the city of luxembourg because they are quite low in the inscriptions right now and that means that people are happy where they are so they don't even ask themselves a question uh, why why should i register so actually when i see it from the positive side mm. i see okay people are happy and when they are happy they don't need to to express their their voice but uh, we know that most of the people uh, they um, register when they when they feel the elections coming and that's maybe not the case right now so i'm really happy that you can register until april 17th mm -hmm. that's the first thing what you have to know is in the city of luxembourg of course a lot of people who come into the country first come to the city of luxembourg before moving to whatever strassen bertrange or wherever mm -hmm. so they are really new in the country so the challenge is much bigger for the city of luxembourg than for other communes because they are also much much bigger than all the other communes in the in the in the country but we should take the challenge and mm -hmm. uh, we should really try and we have a lot of Luxembourgers who are new Luxembourgers who in 2017 were not didn't mm -hmm. have didn't have the Luxembourgish nationality and now they are Luxembourgers mm -hmm. so they they have to vote anyway so there are a lot of um, a lot of things that make that the city of Luxembourg has maybe uh, since till now a little bit less people who, who registered but uh, their explanations but that should not be uh, uh, yeah we, we should not take it as it is and we should try to, to get more people to get registered. Well it might be the case that they're happy where they live and I'm sure many many people are happy where they live. Luxembourg is a lovely place to live apart from the cost of living and housing etc. <laughs> we, won't, we won't touch on that today. <laughs> That's for another time. Um, but it also might mean they don't feel like they have an influence. And you might say, of course, oh, but voting is the way to influence. But they may also feel like there isn't much difference between the people and they don't actually know the people. I'm sure many people who've grown up in Luxembourg will have grown up with the people like you, Serge, and they'll know you, literally know you and your values and what you stand for. But please tell me, let's take Ville Luxembourg, since there's such a high population of international people there, Who's standing and what are really the differences between these people? Because ultimately, all of these people are probably very good people who want the best for the city. So what's the difference between you all? Oh, we're different parties, like in all the, all the, the countries. So but what does that mean for the city? Oh, that means that uh, we would have different ideas, for example, also how to, to develop on different uh, priorities, uh, pro even if we have also common priorities, but because so take housing, that's uh, a common priority for everybody. Everybody, every party wants more affordable dwellings, everybody. So that's no huge issue and no, between the parties. Uh. How are you going to do it? <laughs> building more, building more and more. And, 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 uh, but that's a good, uh, that's now a good issue that we can really develop because it's not just about the will, 
well. It's not about just subfounding it because we have the money to build more dwellings. It's about the procedures. It's about taking a long time to get all the authorization, all the permits. It's about also having enough companies, enough workforce also to build these, uh, these dwellings. And it takes years. And in these years already, a few new thousand new people already arrived to Luxembourg. Well, huh? we had Minister But Bacchus. let me just uh, say yeah. something that Corinne also pointed out. It's, uh, yeah, most people, yeah, if you talk to them, they are really happy also. In them. Other ones, they even don't know. Even if we campaign a lot, even if we get them a lot of information that they have the right to vote and to register, but they are not aware of it. Still, they are not aware of it. But I would say that would be the same for the Luxembourgers. It's not due because they are not Luxembourgers, huh? but uh, also because they don't listen to RTL, Luxembourgish RTL, so that's very no, good to have listen. this show. No, but the English, that, that's good to have your show because uh, you reach out to another audience that is not really taking their information on the Luxembourgish uh, RTL. Huh? But um, no, and then there are also people, because they come from countries where voting is not mandatory, they are even in their countries, they are not used to register and to vote. Just take France, there's always the discussion for every elections that pops up that they are not really representative their parliament because just 40% of the people voted. So even there it's very difficult to get people motivated to register and to vote. Huh? And uh, there are a lot of reasons why it's difficult to really get people and register even if we want them to mm -hmm. register. People sometimes feel disenfranchised from many countries. I'm sorry that I didn't really reply to no, your question didn't. because the difference is <laughs> because the programs <laughs> programs we were listening because the programs are not there. And now I think if next week you will see the different programs of the of the parties that will also run for elections and then you will see what are the differences but it's not for me this show should not be one to yeah. party political. But almost huh? almost all the parties will have their programs in several languages. Yeah. Yes. I think all That's the pro right. all the parties are yeah. so it's you know it's possible for everybody to get all the information he wants is to listening to shows like this one but this is not a political one but this is yeah, one where yeah. we want to, to tell people to, to register to, to vote but you will have uh, uh, round tables of other medias and this media mm -hmm. etc. So it's completely possible and the programs will be in several languages mm -hmm. so I think all the parties do their best to, to communicate so that everybody can get the information if he wants yes. to get the information. I, I, I sort of mean we're living and have been living uh, as long as I've been here in Luxembourg seven and a half years lovely seven and a half years um, that, uh, well, we live in coalition government, similar to some other European countries, of course. Uh, but that means also that the parties have to work together. It's always that working together. So that's why the ideas might not be so dissimilar. That's a good thing. No, it is it's a good a thing, good but thing. it also means that there may not be so many differences. There has to be collaboration all of the time. Yeah. I mean, you might think differently with CSV, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a good thing that we have uh, the coalitions. You always have to compromise also. And, yeah. and you never have just, it's, no, it's not your party that's exclusively the best ideas. Other parties also have good ideas. And it's mixing them together. Then perhaps we will find the average best idea. Yeah, oh, of course. Now, I want to turn to you, Michelle, because you've been listening to all of this. And of course, you're starting at a much younger age, but not exclusively younger age. And you're here to tell us about how to educate young people in order to become enthusiastic about voting and politics in general. What do you do? So just the first thing to, to add what, what, um, to what's been said is that um, political participation is not something that you should just aim uh, in in election times. So to participate in municipality life or participate in general, that's what we are focusing on. So in, in between the elections. So the work has to be done there. And the problem, just to, to add uh, another thing, is 
if you don't see foreigners in the municipal council, you just don't have the same relation to it. So you can't relate to when they're only Luxembourgish people and maybe the language is a problem, etc. Because I can't get involved because I will not understand and it will be difficult, etc., etc. So it's a bit, it's really something in, you have to, to tackle in the long run because uh, for when, when there will be lots of foreigners, let's say non-Luxembourgish people in uh, municipal councils, it will be more easy to it will be easier for the others just to to register because they see they will see people from the Cavardian uh, Cavardian people they will see Portuguese people they will see English people etc but if you only see these Luxembourgish people so this is difficult you've hit something that is so important and I actually know many people my friends here who really feel very politically motivated internally but they don't feel they could ever participate in politics, even if they really want to. And I can think of one particular person who really would want to and many other people who might prefer on a municipal uh, arena to uh, be part of politics in Luxembourg. But it's the language. They don't have Luxembourgish and they feel like they cannot contribute in that way. And it also, flipping it, wouldn't be fair on the country because Luxembourgish is part of the, the fabric of the country. And so uh, that is a dichotomy for people. Yeah, it's a problem, but I think it's not a problem that can't be solved. So maybe like the Swiss model where you just speak the language you want as long as you understand what the other person says, etc. But I think we really need to think about such concepts. Uh, how to do? How, how do we do this municipal council re, um, um, reunions? Uh, how, how do we do it? What, what languages do we speak? Um, I, I think that that's one thing. The other thing is really that you can be politically involved without being part of the municipal council. Council, like uh, the, all the the examples that have been said, we have commissions where you could just volunteer and participate, and via this way you can um, peu à peu, so uh, during the years in between elections, get used to the people, you get to know the people, and then afterwards you will see the differences of the parties or of the people that are trying to to be candidate for the elections. Just on that point, if anybody listening wanted to participate as a candidate coming up, they would have to join a party. Absolutely. Uh, normally in, in most of the communes, because you have communes where there are no parties, mm -hmm. the very small communes mm -hmm. there you, you go, uh, you can just be a candidate uh, Independently. Yeah, independently. You can always be an, an independent candidate everywhere. But of course, you know, all our parties have an international section and, and all of us also, you know, when you want to get involved in politics, it's because you have ideas and you want to, to work and to work for, for others, etc. So, of course, you don't just arrive like this in a party and say, oh, no, I want to be a candidate. <laughs> so if you are very lucky, you are maybe somewhere where they are looking for candidates and they don't have candidates enough and they would say, oh, uh, we are very happy. Uh, we don't uh, care about what you think, but come and join us. But I think the normal way is to get involved into the party because you are, uh, you you have uh, green ideas or more CSV or more LSAP or DP or whatever. So, uh, you you know, you, you have a political con con conviction. Con yeah, exactly. Sorry. And, and, and you get involved and there, you know, you get to know people the other way. And uh, there I'm talking as, a, as the Minister for Family Affairs and Integration again, is to get involved into, uh, as was said, uh, into, into a commission. The Integration Commission, for example, but I'm, I'm against the fact that in the Integration Commission you have foreigners and in all the others you have uh, Luxembourgers. That's, not, that's, <laughs> that's not, a good point. That's, yes, <laughs> but, um, but we see that people who get involved like this 
are really, you know, they are really motivated and, and they get to know people and there they get to, to be, we, we all will have uh, people who are not Luxembourgish on our list. I guess I, w I don't want to talk for Serge because I haven't oh, seen right. this list. <laughs> but uh, but um, I think there are, there are people who are not Luxembourgish or who have who are maybe now Luxembourgish, uh, but but come from a different background. So I think uh, we are multicultural. And the thing with the language is uh, we should do once a show only about the language, because I think that's a really, really important uh, thing in Luxembourg. Our language is part of our, our identity. identity. You know, I always say when when the the language is not only to understand somebody uh, technically, but it's it's also to understand the culture. And if you if you look at news, uh, the same news on the on the German TV, on the French TV, on the on the Belgium TV, the, the news, the facts are the same. But the, the, the way of bringing this news is completely different. Uh, you know, you look between uh, Great Britain and America uh, and US, so it's completely different. So it's a part, it's a, a part of our identity and how uh, people think or why they say something also maybe. So the language is something really important. And I think that it's important that people make efforts also to learn the language when they are in the country. Now it's very difficult when you are an adult, it's difficult to learn the language. So I think we, we have to be be, um, yeah, to, to, to listen also to other languages. Of course, we, we, we speak uh, some more languages, but it's difficult. It's, it's uh, important also that we that we stuck a little bit with Luxembourgish anyway, because otherwise we will lose Luxembourgish people who are who cannot really or who who don't dare talking French, German, or English. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a really crucial point, and of course, this wasn't meant to be a show about language, but it really is intrinsic to the conversation because it can make. Um, people who are international and don't have Luxembourgish feel outside that political conversation because, well, let me put the question to you. Are there any national or local conversations that go on politically in the municipal gatherings, in the meetings that you have? And of course, in the deputy House of Deputy, there are no conversations that are not in Luxembourgish, I imagine. It's because it's a good, it's good um point to, to talk about because in the city council for example what's the what's the official regulation it's that we have three official languages Luxembourgish French and German so we have for example now one uh, member of the council a councillor from the Green Party she's Portuguese so she speaks French and Portuguese she understands Luxembourgish but she's not so fluent in Luxembourgish so she can speak French or German, huh? but now she speaks then French, and we answer in Luxembourgish because she understands, because we could not be forced to answer in French, and she could not be forced then to speak Luxembourgish, but she speaks in French because it's one of these three official languages. So it's a very pragmatic way, huh? but it's always about the, 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 the official languages. Because you could also raise the question, what's about English? Well, huh? I, I, yes, I was going to <laughs> no, raise the question. That's a good question. Because Particularly in the see, city. For example, uh, all our main publication, what we are editing, the city magazine, is in French and English. We also have a website, of course, in German, in uh, English and in French. If we do uh, citizen participations or citizen meetings, uh, town hall meetings, there's always also a a translation in French and English. So we're doing a lot that people also, they can uh, really participate. But another, to see the rise of English in the city is the marriages. We celebrate marriages. And if you take 10 marriages, I tell you that five of them are now in English and five in French. And no one, nearly no one anymore in Luxembourgish. So it really reflects the population now and really English, the English-speaking communities, they really had a huge growth over the last decade. 
And it might continue because I, I was just so going English. To... The question about is English because it's it's already like an official language, but it has not the status of an official. Language. But I talk about the city. I'm not talking about the country. Yeah, but just talk about the city. Yes, but on that point, a lot of people who want to continue to live here have to move out towards the countryside because of the cost of living and housing. <laughs> but um, yes, I was going to add in Minister Backes uh, this week pronounced that up to about 300,000 people will move to Luxembourg in the next, I think it was by 2030 or in the next few years anyhow. So that's, uh, well, that's what they want because there's a shortage of workforce here. And of course, if that number come, a lot of them will be international and a major international language happens to be English. So um, it's not that I necessarily want English as one of the official languages. But like you said, you've just mentioned marriages in the city. It happens to be a great communal language. And they may not be English speaking by birth, but it's their common language between them as couples. And I've seen that many times over. Um, Dare I ask the question, will English ever be an official language in Luxembourg? That's difficult to say, and I cannot answer the question, but maybe uh, one point um, has not been mentioned is that our kids, no, I have, uh, my kids are teenagers or older, and actually they uh, listen to YouTube videos, etc. They are much more into English than we used to be. So uh, for them, English is a really important language now. They are Luxembourgish children, but they are, yesterday evening I went to a musical of one of the high schools in in the city. It's in English, you know, the musical is in English, and so so, uh, of course, and so they, they, they play and, and sing uh, in English. For them, uh, for the young people now, English is a very common language and a very important language. Mm-hmm. So this makes maybe also uh, the, the discussion a little bit uh, opener for, for the future. I, I cannot tell you how the future is going to look like. For me, the most important is that we understand each other. Yeah, and 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 I I don't care about the language, but you know if somebody mm-hmm. talks to me in in Portuguese, I have I understand a little bit, but not what I need to understand to mm-hmm. to to get into the conversation. So of course you know it's always uh, speaking a foreign language is difficult for everybody because you cannot express yourself as you would like to. Uh, we also have we always have the the situation at the doctor. You know if you mm-hmm. if the doctor speaks French and you are ill and you're not in a good shape and you have to to say in French what way way to hurts it's much more difficult in english it's even more difficult for for older people maybe so i think the most important is that we that we get together we get to know each other and we understand each other and then we can switch languages and we can try to to learn languages etc the most important is to be together and to find a common way of communicating. That's the most important. Yeah, it is. I I mean, sorry to press the point for our dear listeners, but it really is one of those invisible barriers where people, I do feel, could be very motivated to join political parties and actively serve the country that they have chosen to live in for a few years or many years. A lot of us come here with a project and end up staying here <laughs> and, and happily so. And we want to give back to the country and help shape the country with the ideas that we have formed in other countries that we're from. And it would be a great mix, I think. So, uh, Serge, if somebody who was English speaking, but perhaps had an understanding of another language, if they were to come and join a party and put themselves up for a candidateship uh, would that be possible? Yes, it would be possible. And I also will have, for example, also candidates on my list that uh, also English speakers, who at least for them, it's not uh, just a second language. because And then I think it's 
for all the parties, uh, not just talking about my party, all the parties, people are open-minded. And we also, when we have meetings in all the parties, even members, Luxembourgers, then they switch to French or to English because something that was always also a strength of Luxembourg and should we should keep this is our pragmatism. We should stay pragmatic. We know other languages and Corinne really resumed it on the summarized it on a good way. Um, even if we are not fluent in all these languages, but we, we, we learned them or at least we have notions of them. So we should stay pragmatic. What do you mean by that? But all, not true, always insisting just because Lux, take Luxembourgish, because that's a little bit of a paradox, because Luxembourg, yeah, is part of identity and of a fabric. But there was a, the, over the last 20 years, were very important for Luxembourgers that this should also be, I said, uh, stressed out that it is a national language and that it's um, really something that is making us a part because we are Luxembourgers. But then we had a lot of um, ish, um, initiatives that was taken to push Luxembourgish. But again, now we see that French and also English is becoming more and more important, and even English is becoming more and more important. So we have always now to, to find the right balance between, on one side, Luxembourgish as national language, but on the other side, also French and German as these languages that are really important for the labor market, but also because it it becomes and it is now a language that's linking the different communities. Well, actually, on that point, which is very interesting, I did read an article by a, a journalist in Luxembourg, a very good article saying that many jobs um, absolutely require French. And it means that because of that utter requirement, a lot of very capable candidates are cut out of that market and that poten potential position. Okay, but turn, uh, I can turn it into another uh, way. Um, we had in the 70s, 80s, a lot of Portuguese people arriving in Luxembourg. They spoke Portuguese, that was it. And they were told to learn French. So they learned French. Today they are retired, they are still here. And they would tell me, yeah, you know, if somebody would have told us to learn Luxembourgish, we would probably have learned Luxembourgish. Mm -hmm. But we were told to learn French. And that's a, a crucial point because when somebody arrives uh, to Luxembourg, even a non-English speaker and a non-French German Luxembourgish speaker, refugee, for example, or somebody coming from South America or wherever, uh, people would ask me, what language should I learn? And I have always trouble to tell mm -hmm. them because mm -hmm. my heart would say learn first Luxembourgish to know where you are, who we are, etc. But if, if you want to find a job, then learn first French. You know, and, and that's that's really difficult because people are asking all the time, what sh shall I start with? Because we, we give language classes and it's very, it's the most difficult is to learn two languages at the same time. That's mm -hmm. uh, when you're an adult, it's almost impossible. So, but it's really, really difficult to tell people uh, what the first language should be because my heart would say, Start, start over with, Luxem with Luxembourgish because we are in Luxembourg and that's our, our national uh, language. But uh, again, as you said, uh, to find a job, it's much easier to, to do it in French. And the other thing to add to this is the fact that um, when you're learning languages, as you say, it's hard to find the time to learn languages. And uh, we live in this melting pot. And many international people coming here um, may not stay here. They might be here for a job that lasts three years and then they move on. Yeah, I would like to tell you something. Uh, when, I, when I was a, a teenager, I had a lot of friends at European school. And most of them would say, no, uh, actually, we are leaving next year. We are going back to wherever next year. And most of them or some of them are still here now, like 30 years uh, after that mm -hmm. or 35 years later. So I, I tell people who would say I won't stay here. I tell them, 
actually, you should not mind if you stay or not. You should live where you are right now. And if you leave, you can take with you what you learned here, maybe Uh, of course, friends, maybe for life, uh, maybe maybe a language, a new language, may, you know, social uh, work, uh, uh, volunteering, etc. When you leave, you you don't leave em with empty empty bags. You have mm -hmm. a whole lot of things that that we can uh, give you for your for your future life. But maybe you will stay, and then you're, mm -hmm. you you should live where you are right now, so that you can uh, fully participate. So uh, if you live right now in, in uh, the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg, you should fully participate, you should volunteer, you should meet people, you should really get integrated. And if you leave, but you, you will leave stronger because we will give you something uh, for the for the for the future. So I think that's very important. I, I you know, it's so, so difficult for when people say I won't stay because those who say I won't stay are those who will stay at the end. <laughs> Because I, as a student, I always said I will never go back to Luxembourg. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, so I, and I, here you I, are now representing yeah. the country. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, it's easy to say something or to have an idea, but uh, finally the, the, the life is, is different from what you expect today. So live today where you are and participate and register and, and uh, yeah, let's plan the future of this country together. And when you leave, then you will know this country even better. And what made you flip that switch when you wanted to come back to Luxembourg? What made you think, oh, uh, I think life is better in Luxembourg? <laughs> no, I didn't think that. <laughs> Actually, I had a, a job in Paris and then uh, I had to move to The Hague for the same job. And I didn't like The Hague and I didn't have an apartment in Paris anymore. So, you know, I was young. And so I came back to my parents. And uh, <laughs> since I was already working for RTL since uh, 1992, they immediately said, oh, come, come, well, we need you, etc. And then I, 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 I signed the contract here and said, I won't stay, I won't stay, I won't stay. <laughs> they said they have never seen somebody as grumpy as me to sign a contract. And yeah, and I stayed. And here we are. I just have two things to add to, to the language question. So when you say, why is French mandatory? like in the working space, it's because we recruit in the Grand Région. So we have many French people coming here and we, our economy just doesn't work if we don't have these French people that migrate every day. So this back and forth workforce is, is really important. So that's just a fact. Um, that's the majority of them are speaking French. So that's what they come from Belgium, they come from France. This is the one thing I just wanted to say. So it's difficult to say. So when you have the, the language in your, in, your, in your job is French, then everyone needs to, to at least understand French. And the other thing I wanted to say is that in schools, so we're coming in my On my turf, it's um, in schools, they speak Luxembourgish together. So this is the lingua franca. In the local schools. In the local schools, in mm. the local school, in the, municipal, in the municipalities. And if it, maybe it's an exception in the international schools, but even there, they learn Luxembourgish as well. Not enough, maybe, that, uh, but that's another discussion. But language is the, uh, um, Luxembourgish is the language of the youth. So this is Im Im important to, to stress. So and I didn't want to, to lose it. No, no, no. That's a, a very important point. I think I didn't have the, the facts. I should have taken up the article. It just sat in my mind when you were mentioning it. It, it was just that there was um, 
a very high representation of French. It just meant the article was really leaning towards the fact that a lot of great people were cut out because of this mm-hmm. requirement who actually live in the country and could mm-hmm. serve those jobs and would not need to come yes. across the border. Mm-hmm. They could do the job here mm-hmm. if that wasn't a requirement. But I do want to turn to you, Michelle, because I want you to talk us through everything that you have got. Uh, well, I want to talk to you about popcorn. <laughs> now, where can you find popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> you can find popcorn in our Super Valkyrmes. So it's a fun fair stand, um, largely funded by the Ministry uh, of, uh, of integration and um, so it's all about a playful way to speak about politics on the local level we will keep the fun fest and even for the other elections that are coming up uh, this year and next year um, and the idea is that we uh, often people say oh, politics this is complicated this is this is out of my league this is not for me and when you just say you want some popcorn that's an easy way to start a conversation <laughs> because you say okay if you want popcorn you meet you need to pay for your popcorn with a wish for your society so and then you say what would you like to do for society what do you wish for and then we have other activities where you just um, like the wheel of, of change where you just you like, like a wheel of fortune you just uh, turn the wheel and then you have questions on um, if you want to participate in, on, on political if, if, if this uh, if politics is something for you without saying it's politics so it is uh, are you are you happy in your municipality on your commune and then say what, what would you like to change and when would you get, get active when is this moment when you say okay now I need to do something is it noisy neighborhood or is it inflation or is it uh, someone is beating up on the street or so just to to raise questions around when am i when am i going to engage in in a course or then eventually in politics and then we have another thing is duck fishing which we call the ideas fishing ideas so what is your idea for your uh, for your municipality and it's about mobility uh, housing nature leisure participation etc etc and just it's always the same procedure they have this duck with a number and then you uh, ask the question and you say okay what is it about so what about bicycle ways is that good is that not good etc and we have one golden duck you can fish where you can just raise a question that we aren't raising so what do you think is important for you and when you especially when you speak to young people it's it's interesting uh, to find the differences between the regions like we were in Wils and all the maybe all nearly all the groups they were speaking about security that uh, police and their behavior towards young my, uh, or looking like migrants because they're all Luxembourgers but uh, um, and, and this was something um, that that was not exactly surprising but it was a good way to engage in, in the in the discussion and then by linking it back to the political life at the end so this is how, how we do it so we just uh, we always ask what is inside of you so what is your what is inside your head and your heart and then we link it back to politics and this is something this is an exercise that we have to do all all the time not between and uh, especially between elections and not just beforehand and the last um yeah, the last thing is about um, so like the throwing cans. the cans. Yeah, it's like <laughs> throwing cans, but we are not throwing them because we didn't want the balls to get lost. So we have now like a balance board and you put the, uh, the, the cans on it and it's about the basis of democracy. So it's for you like tolerance or rule of law values. or values yeah, and, uh, or, or democratic principles as well. So and then you have to, to put those that are most important for you 
on the base and then the others on top. And then you have always the discussion with the other people around. Would you place it there or, or would you place it below or, or on top, etc. And then you just realize, oh, all these principles, they just go together mm -hmm. and they're all important. And so this is about the basics of the And where is this fair? This is uh, going through uh, the country. So um, we have um, now for the... M yesterday we were in... Uh, in Gilstroff, uh, so we are going to schools, but we are also communes can just ask us and uh, and we come. The problem is we are already f nearly fully booked, uh, especially on the 18th of March. We could have had, I don't know, 10 or 15 of these Super Valkyries because that's the day, the inscription day, the national inscription day, and so the register day uh, for for the foreigners to um, yeah to, to vote. And um, so we we're going around. We will be in the Luxembourg city more than once in the next uh, weeks. And uh, yeah, if, if it smells like popcorn, so maybe it's us. <laughs> well, actually, you raised a really good point there about the um, the children who may have looked like migrants and they were being, mm -hmm. um, well, uh, not treated perhaps mm -hmm. so kindly by the police. For those people, who should they go to talk to? If they hadn't met you, had they complained about this or mentioned this to anybody or where could they go? Is there a, where do where do people go to talk about these things? Where do they meet people like you, Serge? Where do we meet our eldermen? Behind the city, because I'm a citizen of the city, first of all, because that's also something very important, because we, that's something very normal, because otherwise we could not really communicate. But we are talking a lot with abstract words, politics, economy, and also city. But in fact, all these words means it's us. It's always the human beings because the economy is not existing without human beings. A city is not existing without human beings. It's all about us. Politics is not something floating over our head. It's us. It's you. It's me. It's Corinne. It's Michel. Everybody can do this because it's all about us. And that's something we have to stress out. Also, as people who do politics, that we are just citizens. Okay, committed to other citizens, but it's all about the human being and that's something very important i'm not special code is not special yeah we are unique <laughs> we are unique persons but it's not because we do politics that makes us special we are committed and uh, towards other citizens because we want to to really that as community we grow and we develop but we are human beings and we are simple also citizens huh? right huh? it's uh, and it's all about this and we have to to, to make this pass um, pass this message and yeah. also pass the message that don't let other people decide for you. So if you are a young person, you go to school and you feel discriminated, you should get involved into school, first of all, you know. You can be the representative of the, of the, mm -hmm. of the students, for example. That's the first step. You can uh, go to the youth parliament, for example. So there are plenty of things to do, even if you are young, and, and uh, to, to, to empower yourself and, and your community and other people. And uh, basically, we are just the representatives of all the people who, who uh, decided that we should represent them uh, in, in, in our daily lives, uh, you know, the, that's what democracy is about, all about. You know, you have a, a bunch of people and one of them is going to represent all, all the others because the others decided, uh, majority, uh, the majority decided that it would be that person uh, who, who do, does that. So what, what to do? Yeah, to get 
involved and not uh, not just uh, think oh I cannot do it because everybody can on different levels and uh, different you know not everybody has to to be in the first row if he doesn't want to but you can do it at school you can do it uh, uh, volunteering outside you can uh, get involved into into volunteering with uh, I don't know with children with refugees with uh, sports, uh, yeah, yeah. sports uh, culture music etc so get involved and uh, empower yourself and your community well I wanted to, to move slightly laterally you are an ex-journalist yourself and we have a very I would call it very kind landscape to politicians here in Luxembourg and not just that but we bump into you oh you don't think so <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't know. There, there not was every a, day maybe <laughs> there was one recent article I do remember yes actually it was for RTL um, I do remember one recent article and your name was mentioned but uh, <laughs> uh, do we call politicians to account as well as we should as journalists here in Luxembourg. Actually, uh, I think Serge is uh, younger than I am, but he's longer in politics than I am. And I think um, I have been there now for nine years and uh, three, four months. Um, the social media makes that everybody can say what he wants about who he wants. And we are in a, in a, every, the news are very, very fast. So everybody wants to be the first one. When I used to work for the uh, Agence France Presse, it was the same. In the morning, the debriefing was not who had, uh, was uh, the contenu, was that really good? But it was, oh, we were faster than AP or we were slower than mm -hmm. AP. That was actually the debriefing in the morning uh, for the news. So you see, And, and now it's so fast because uh, of the social media, etc. And, and I, I think what we learned at school as journalists is to double check your information. And that's very, very important. I think that's uh, nowadays more important than, than ever. And uh, yeah, I, I think our, our relation between politicians and press is is quite good and uh, we have a professional relationship etc uh, we know each other of course we are a small country um, but still it's uh, i think it's more difficult today than uh, 10 years ago i don't know how mm. Serge uh, sees this but uh, no, I agree with people you. people yeah. are yeah everybody can say what he wants about uh, who but he wants yeah i would just uh, add something to that too um Journalism is crucial to every democracy. So they have this is like the fourth power, you say, and they they have to do their job. So it's I'm not speaking about social media where everyone literally can say whatever he wants, and and then no, not again, not because he, you you are not allowed. Mm -hmm. so the freedom of speech doesn't mean that you can say what you want where you want it. Um, but um, I think this is an important what you said. You raised the question about uh, holding account. Um, or transparency and um, and this is something that we need to learn so this is something that is our duty as citizens Luxembourgish or non-Luxembourgish just to ask questions and this is something that we need to learn the kids so this is something that we try to do at schools too just to say when representative means okay they, they are speaking in my name basically so it's my right and my obligation to ask to talk to them and to ask what are you saying in my name this is not my opinion and this is really it's 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 something that we are not we we don't hold them um to, how do you call to, it uh, to account to account we don't hold uh, uh, i think as generally citizens don't hold not only politicians but also um anybody in a yeah, position si um, syndicates syndicates oh no not syndicates um, unions yeah. unions yeah. 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 yeah unions should be held to account so and this is something that we can learn at school like you said when you are you, you can uh, complain 
because sometimes people, often people just get active when they have to complain about something, <laughs> but that's good. And so and if, then if they know, okay, there are students' representatives that I can complain to, and, and every two years I have elections at school for the student representatives, then I have to go and talk to them and ask them, what are you doing? So are you just happy with buying the flowers for St. Valentine's Day? Or would you actually do something about, I don't know, the, the food in the canteen or the system in which we are, um, the evaluation or whatever? So, and, and this is something that is not something that comes naturally. So democracy is something that needs to be learned. It is. And it's not just that. It's about finding that point of contact, mm -hmm. knowing that point of contact, mm -hmm. the point of contact making themselves very visible so they know who to contact on what topic. And also that person has to have the confidence to do that step, to make that step. Because if somebody has had a situation where they have mm -hmm. felt bad about whatever has happened to them, they lose confidence and they may not want to talk about it. So it also requires an intermediary to see that and to bring that conversation out, such as a teacher, as you have been, to be observant and to think about these things. But we have people every day that find us to ask questions. Uh, I'm sure ways, you do. Messenger, <laughs> uh, you know, you have so many different ways now today to, to contact people. So, uh, But on the other hand, you also have have to respect the privacy of, mm -hmm. of politicians because they are human beings. They they have children, uh, whatever uh, family, and you cannot just uh, walk in front of their house, even if you know where they live, and uh, stay there and uh, and try to uh, to find out more about their private life or whatever. Any mm -hmm. you know, it goes in in two directions. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. if you want to see Serge, you see him every day uh, in the in the city, so it's not very difficult to to find him yeah. when when you want to, to talk to him. I think it's the same for me. But yeah. then again. And on the other hand, of course, uh, you know, we are just private people like everybody else who have a public role uh, because we want to do something for the community. And so uh, we need also a little bit of private space uh, sometimes. And we have seen this when we talk about how the, the atmosphere is uh, during uh, the COVID pan uh, pandem pandemic. Everybody could say what he wanted. And I, I once I had to to uh, the police took me out of the house with my kids uh, once because I had the, the the people in front of the house who were against uh, the vaccines etc. So it was really really um, uh, hard and 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 yeah it was uh, very unfair of, uh, on your yeah. children. So so well what I want it. to say is you know I I don't care about people talking to me and if I don't have time I say I don't have time or mm -hmm. you know or if but yeah it's my it's my right to say I'm sorry I cannot right now mm. but but still I th I think uh, in Luxembourg so small that's what I say that what I tell people when they say yeah but how can I find out find out uh, who wants what I say talk to people because we are everywhere mm. in, you know, <laughs> okay, well, we, know we are okay. talking about uh, huge village <laughs> municipalities now the biggest one is the Luxembourg city and you find all of and them still it's a huge yeah, village and still, <laughs> and still you find all of them so in yeah. in, in smaller uh, municipalities Towers, yeah. you, you you find people and so go uh, talk to them in a natural uh, normal way of life but yeah I think it's like you said, it's just knowing where are the people that I need to talk to. And they are almost everywhere representatives of some kind. Mm -hmm. So it's not about just, yeah, you can go across the street and meet the politician right there. But I think there are ways and these ways you need to learn also. So if you say, what is now the right way? I have a problem in my classroom. Okay, I go to the teacher or I go to the delegate de class, so the representative of my class. Then he goes up to the to the student council, which goes up to the national council. And But these ways, we need to learn them. If we don't know that there are these ways to complain 
yeah. write the chain so, of yeah the, the chain, chain of complaint. Yeah. Oh, yes. Don't need to write to the Grand Duke right away. There are <laughs> some <laughs> steps before writing to the Grand Duke. Oh, there's an idea. <laughs> now, we've only got a few minutes left, so I want to do a quick fire, really. Serge, I want you to tell me about the best part of your job and the worst. Well, the best part of my job is just that um, you, you, you really, if you have ideas for the cities, you can implement them immediately. What are you most proud of? Oh, that's now a good question because um, we, we did a lot of things because a city is something that's uh, a lot of uh, initiatives, a lot of uh, projects that are going on that we already implemented, uh, refurbishing uh, public spaces uh, or refurbishing, uh, uh, building new uh, Playgrounds, for example, huh? but um, that's something that gives someone satisfaction. But I want to stress out that it's not all about satisfaction because I'm just doing my job. Huh? I don't need someone telling me you did it good or you did it not good. It's just do your job. But it's huh? nice to yeah. But it's <laughs> not, that's what you, you, yeah, it's, 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 you can feel proud. What do you feel proud of? Yeah, that that we managed to really uh, have a city where at least until now, uh, people uh, have a good life, they can enjoy a good life, not all of the people, of course, and that's why we always have to continue and do more efforts. And uh, But that's a very international uh, city. I think that it's a huge added value because I always tell this small <laughs> story that uh, when I was a teenager, when I was a student, I was always fascinated by Strasbourg. Oh. I always found that Strasbourg <laughs> was a huge city, a big city and very international because of the European institutions. And then I felt that Luxembourg City back then was more small town. But then I, I was for a few years, I was a member of this, the Parliamentary Assembly of the Council of Europe and then I have to attend also uh, sessions in Strasbourg. That was like five years ago. Then suddenly, I felt it was completely the opposite. <laughs> I felt that Strasbourg was really a small town Ooh. and Luxembourg became really more like a major city, the oh. feeling. And that's all because of all these non-Luxembourgers that come to uh, this place. I've a good friend of mine, Roberto. He's from Mil uh, Mailand, from Milano, but he lived here for 10 years. And uh, now he moved back to Milano. And then uh, a few weeks ago, he came back and he told me, Sasha, I never have been in a city like Luxembourg. And you cannot feel it if you didn't live there, where you really feel like being in a major city, but without being a major city. Yeah. <laughs> something very unique. That's true. I think that's something that, I'm, that we are all proud of. Also include uh, Corinne, which is also... Uh, uh, she is also she is also going to run for the city. So, and I think that's something that we want to preserve and even also improve. The final couple of minutes to you, Minister, uh, as an ex-journalist, really, uh, you never lose that journalistic uh, mindset. What question would you love to be asked that you've never been asked? Huh, that's a good question. I don't know. I, I think there are no questions I've never been asked. I cannot imagine that there is a question I've never been asked. And if nobody dares to ask it, my kids would do. So uh, I think that... Uh, do they hold you to account? Do they ask you questions to, to promote your work? Uh, they ask a lot of questions. I have uh, two kids and three of my partner and uh, we have very, very big uh, family reunions where we ask a lot of questions because they don't have the same opinions about things. And uh, and so, of course, I think uh, for me, the most important question is how can we do better? How can we do better to the living to, to organize the living together between all the communities here in Luxembourg? That's why we have this new law about living together. We don't talk about integration anymore, but about living together together how can we give a better work-life balance to young uh, parents for example that's uh, uh, something that, that I'm very concerned and then the fight against poverty um, we we signed uh, the convention of Lisbon that we don't want homelessness anymore until 2030 so we are working on that
have. And I think that's very, very, that, that are things that are, that are very important for me. Um, the accessibility for everybody to everywhere uh, and also to empower people and see what the problem is and try to uh, solve the problem. So I think that's uh, that's really important. But uh, a question, I don't know, ask whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's a politician's life, isn't it? You have to be able to answer everything. So I will think about that. In fact, I will put a call out to all listeners and perhaps you can come back and we have an open forum for questions. Absolutely. Perhaps before that final date, which is April the 17th. April the 17th. So before that final day where everybody must register, particularly you can in the register today. Wait, now. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everybody's going to register today. And it's Michelle, you have 30 seconds to tell us uh, how we can find out more information, teachers who might want to help their children as well. We can put links to all of this. Yeah, well. it's just uh, on our website at www.zpb.lu. That's very quick. That was less than 30 seconds. Well, as always, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And you're bringing politics to our international audience and helping us understand more about integrating and living together. It's been a great pleasure to have you all here. It's been a very highly energised conversation. I've loved it. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we hope you will enjoy the show. You will subscribe to the show on podcast, rate, review, all of that stuff. And I hope you've enjoyed watching as well if you've been watching us through RTL Play. And with that, we wish you a wonderful week ahead. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you.